recording in progress. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Hi, Bessie. How are you? I'm good. I clocked out of work like an hour ago. So I'm, you know, we're here and... Um, I've been in bed with a flare-up, so I think you and I have the perfect yeah. matching energy today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How are you besides the flare-up? Um, I'm okay. I am a little stressed. Mm-hmm, a lot of things mm-hmm. going on. But you want to know a great thing that I'm going to talk about? I'm not going to complain. I know it's my oh, favorite hobby, on. but I'm going to do something other than that. And I'm going to talk something excitedly. Last episode, we fetched for a while about how we miss eggs. Since then, I have tried a brand of vegan hard-boiled egg. Oh, my God, it's so good. I've eaten so many of them. I had one on toast where it was just like, this is, okay, this is something I grew up eating. We have Abendbrot. It's like a German thing where it literally mm-hmm. means evening bread, where instead of having a real dinner, you just have like, bread and butter and maybe some like cheese and usually some fresh veggies Uh um, and some hard-boiled eggs maybe or some soft-boiled eggs so i remember as a kid growing up sometimes we would have um, brot and we would have Mm -hmm. bread and hard-boiled eggs from our chickens and usually my mom would put some butter or maybe Mm -hmm. some whatever so I had a little um, brot where I had a little slice of by the way the gluten-free bread don't ask me how much money it cost me. It was $9. Jesus. Oh, my God. I was just talking about gluten-free bread with my mom yesterday because she was like, oh, mm. I want a sandwich. And I was like, I also want a sandwich. But gluten-free bread is so expensive. And she's like, I know. Mm-hmm. And it's, most of the time, it's not that good anyway. No. It has a mouthfeel of sand. This yes. is actually really good gluten-free bread. If you toast it, it actually has the texture of sourdough. So it's really good. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. However, that's my bread budget for the next three months. So right. we're done. <laughs> like, I'm not buying more of that. Um, but it was delicious. And I'm so excited mm-hmm. that I found it. Now I want to try I saw it on TikTok. It's this, it kind of looks like a pod. It's like a, a dome that's supposed mm-hmm. to emulate a soft or a poached egg mm-hmm. that has like the juice, the runniness of the egg, which oh. I'm really excited about. Don't yeah. know where you can buy it, but I want to try it really bad. Also, my partner ate a salad <gasps> recently, which is like a big step for groundbreaking. They have they have texture, you know, things. But they mm-hmm. ate a salad recently, and they were so excited about how good it was. But it was one of the prepackaged salads, and mm-hmm. it did cost eleven dollars. <laughs> and he was it better devastated. Be good. <laughs> He's like devastated. He's like, oh, so and it's better than Trader Joe's. I'm like, well, yeah. Trader Joe's oh my God. is Yeah. Speaking of Trader Joe's, did you notice that they put <gasps> more cherry tomatoes in their I didn't, salad? but I'm going to be eating it recently. Also, speaking of Trader Joe's, remember how you told me about their drumsticks? Yes. I tried them. I don't like the sauce. The sauce is, it doesn't taste right. But the drumsticks themselves are very good. And my partner and I want to do the hot, the hot, whoa, the hot, I can't talk, hot ones challenge. Uh And my siblings and I all want to do it. So we're going to get together and we're going to buy all the hot sauces for hot ones. And it's like 10, you eat 10 wings with all the different sauces on them and try not to die, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to try the hottest one. 
Yeah, I Considering it might cause me a flare-up. Yeah. But I will (laughs) sit there and watch everyone else do it. Because I think it'll be funny. (laughs) Also, my partner can't eat spicy food. So I think Mm -hmm. that that's going to also be funny. I think think they're going to get three in. That's my... That's my like prediction anyways mm-hmm. point the drumsticks very good so excited about that here's we, the thing vegan food podcast what are we doing wasting our time <laughs> that's fine it's okay um so you know the package like the sauce that comes with it uh-huh so i don't eat all of the sauce for like the package that they give well there's me. way too much sauce for for drumstick yes. ratio Yes, like I use maybe a quarter of it. So every time I buy it, I just put the sauce in like a little container. I have like maybe 10 sauce packets in my freezer because it is just too much. It is too much. And here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. It tastes like uh, it's it's obviously supposed to be buffalo wing sauce, but it has a weird aftertaste. Maybe mine was just a bad batch or something, or maybe Mm -hmm. I'm super picky but I just wasn't a huge fan. Yeah. And the, it's strange because sometimes their sauce to protein ratio is too little sauce. This is mm-hmm. clearly too much sauce. Yes. Like it's going to be soggy. Thing. Yes. And I was talking to the Trader Joe's cashier one time because we were like <laughs> raving about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't use all the sauce. And they're like, really? I use all of it. And I'm like, whoa. That's a lot of are you sauce. Just, like slurping off of it, like are, are they're gonna become drippy. I don't right. know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm being judgy, but I am judgy. I'm, yeah, I'm also judgy. Well, other than that, bestie, how are you doing? Um, I've been getting super into the basement yard. It's like <laughs> I had to sucker. Like... <laughs> I told you, <laughs> I had to like cut myself off today just so I can like have time to finish this book, and I didn't even finish it. Um, I had like 10 minutes left. It's okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I had to cut myself off. I, I'm i saddened to announce that I do have a crush on Joe. <laughs> Embarrassing behavior. Anyway, continue. Um, that's it. And... Yeah. I, oh, actually at work today, we had like this little huddle thing where like people from the customer care team just like come together and not talk about the company or anything like that. And they just talk about fun stuff. So we had one today and it was a show and tell one. So I brought over my little tiny Nanami figurine and I was like, look, look at it. (laughs) And (laughs) it was very fun. And then I told them about our podcast. I didn't name it but I, did, <laughs> but I did tell them that uh... we... <laughs> my co-girl like before they clocked out they're like good luck on your podcast and i was like thank you that's so fun so exciting <laughs> there ah. was a fly oh. wow i love that right um, right i think that's so fun thanks God. i also think it was pretty fun <laughs> oh my god also um have you seen the spider-verse movies don't no i haven't i can't talk about them yet okay i'm not ready <laughs> no. 
I was just gonna say, um, Miguel O'Hara, um, he is all over my For You page at the moment. Right. 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 <laughs> of course. And I'm so excited about it. He's um, my uh, fictional male, like, character of the week. So... Is if he I'm not, not obsessed like, with one, then what's the point? You need to start doing those, you know, the the the, the pyramid, the ranking. You have to like put yes. your number one boy on top. Yes. You know what's funny? Which is all the time. <laughs> this episode is gonna be talking about one of your previous boys of the week. Yes. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we'll yeah. never get into the other ones <laughs> because they're not from books. I think some of them are. Mm, I'm not okay. So I know that a lot of people are like, they're the Bat Boy girlies, and like they'll like be super into like fictional characters from books. But here's the thing: I'm more into fictional characters from like, and I also like book fictional characters. But I'm way more into like anime and like video game fictional men than I am like books and I get more hyper fixated on them because so. you want the visceral representation right away I think that's what it is like I don't have to think up anything and like I feel like if I ever like have an idea of what like a like male character in a book looks like the fan art does not match that so yeah. it's rough out there Wow, come on. Thank you. <laughs> so my contact lens is like itching my eyeball. It's super wow. gross. You know, sorry to share with the masses on that one. <laughs> also, I have like heartburn right now. I had some rice oh. and taco before this. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> you don't have any Tums? Mm-mm. Are you ready to get into it? Yep. Okay. So this month's book and also discussion is going to be Howl's Moving Castle. And we're going to be talking about the book and the movie, which I've seen the movie a bajillion times. So I didn't need to prepare, like prepare for that for this one. But um, I did need to reread the book. So that was exciting. Um. So any thoughts that you want to get out right now? Or do you want to just hop into it? I really enjoyed the book. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that they do just go... Maybe this is missing from the movies. That's why. Because I'll be honest with you. I have seen Howl's Moving Castle a new number of times. Mm-hmm. Can't remember what it's about right now. If you, <laughs> maybe it's because I'm not feeling too good. If you were to <laughs> give me a, a pen and a paper and tell me to write down the plot or something bad happens... Prepare yourself. Something bad's about to happen. I'll be like, Calcifer is so cute. He goes into a bird. Then there's the the cloak and the beard. Like, there's not much going on in my brain today. Right. One one single walnut rolling around in there. Um. The aspect of him of them traveling to Wales and him him being from our universe. Mm Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. And the sisters? The sisters are not in the movies. 
very much. They're so like I barely was, in the movies. Yeah. They're in the, they're in the first scene and they're like goodbye. And you're like okay. Well, yeah, and even then, like I don't think that they. I know for a fact they don't go into this in the movies, but like whenever, um, I mean, as we're getting into this, um, where is this? Where is her sister's name? You know what? Self. Uh, there's Letty and there's Martha. You know okay. what Sophia's eldest daughter syndrome? Right there. <laughs> yes. Yes, where she has to pretty much take over the hat shop because her little siblings are off getting married and getting rich. Um, but like in the movie, they don't explain that Letty and Martha have like this curse or like this spell on them where like they take over each other's bodies. Like, that's not explained at all, which I think is nuts, because I read that book and I was like, excuse me? Ah, yes. As the eldest, Sophie is resigned to a dull future running the family hat shop. Wow. That's... (laughs) Love that she has that responsibility. Yeah. (laughs) And then, let's see. Oh, she's able to talk life into objects. Um, I'm just going to read from the summary here and just get right into it. Um, when the powerful Witch of the Waste considers her a threat and turns her into an old, this says crone, but I'm just going to say old person. Um, yeah, she becomes a little old lady. Yes. Uh, Eldest daughter syndrome. Episode one. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> um, Sophie leaves the shop and finds work as a cleaning lady for the notorious wizard Howl. She strikes a bargain with Hal's fire demon, Calcifer. If she can break the contract between Hal and Cal- Calcifer, then Calcifer will return to her will return her to her original youthful form. Part of the contract, however, stipulates that neither Hal nor Calcifer can disclose the main clause, leaving Sophie to figure it out on her own. And Sophie can't tell anyone that she's been cursed to That's look correct. the way she looks. Which, yes. by the way, Calcifer is just like, so you're cursed. And she's like, oh, what? You know. <laughs> also, can I mention that Calcifer in the movies, adorable. Like, just mm-hmm. oh, that's so cute. Calcifer in the book apparently is scary looking. I thought that and he was blue and really green. funny. Oh, no, no, he's hilarious, but apparently yes. he's scary looking. Oh. As per I don't believe some it. of. Well,. Uh, <laughs> I should have made citations. <laughs> Evidence. You have none. All right. <laughs> Give me one second. We pull up my Libby. <laughs> in the, um, I don't know if yours is different, but in the cover for Libby, it does show like a, um, I believe it's like a blue, yeah, it's a blue fire demon. Yeah, he's blue and green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, um, this is my favorite thing. Calcifer says, I haven't got any feet. I'm a demon, not a devil. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, demons don't have feet. No feet pics. Cut that out. No free feet. Cut that out. TBT to whenever you posted that one thing. And it was, first of all, 
First of all, no, no, no. You can't say that on this podcast and just leave that with no context. <laughs> I posted a photo from one of my vendors of them showing off one of their kerchiefs. And it's an overhead shot of a kerchief laying in the grass. And they're standing over wearing ballets, like ballet flats. Mm-hmm. And they're just taking the picture. And so their feet happen to be in it. But they're like, they're wearing shoes. They're not like, their dogs aren't out, as you said. <laughs> Um, and so I used that as promo and I like put the link at the bottom, which happened to be covering up part of the feet. And so Kennedy messaged me and goes, no free feet. Sick. (laughs) Problem. (laughs) Are you still looking up quotes for Calcifer? An eager purple grin spread across the demon's blue face. So he's blue, but wait. Hmm. In the movies, he's not. And we know that the movies are accurate all the time. Would you like me to keep on going? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Sophie learns that Howell, a rather self-absorbed and fickle but ultimately good-natured person, spreads malicious rumors about himself to avoid work and responsibility. Honestly, I wish I could do that. Um, The door to his castle is actually a portal that opens onto four places. Uh, market chipping, the seaside city of Port Haven, the royal capital of Kingsbury, and Howell's boyhood home in modern day Wales, which um, where he was named Howell Jenkins. His name is Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> it's so which, by the way, it's like it also makes me laugh because, like, how many people are there out there who call themselves Pendragon after him? And not Pendragon after Arthur or Merlin or whatever, but after right. him specifically. And it's like, his name is also Jenkins, too. So are you going to call right. yourself, like, <laughs> it blank, Jenkins, hyphen, Pendragon? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, let's see. Hal's apprentice, Michael Fisher, runs most of the day-to-day affairs of Hal's business. While Howell his last name is his- Fisher. Sorry. Fisher. So sorry. Yes. So sorry. I'm just saying his last name is Fisher, which there's nothing wrong with the last name Fisher. It mm. just feels like a rather mundane last name, just like Jenkins right. for a sorcerer's apprentice. Also, uh, he's 15 in the books and he looks like he's seven in the movies. Yes. And also, isn't he going after um, Sophie's sister, Letty? Or yeah. Th- well, so okay. here's it. In the books, we should go back to the beginning, when the three sisters, so there's Fanny is the is the mother, but she's actually uh, Sophie's stepmother. Mm-hmm. Um, she's Sophie and Letty's stepmother and Martha's biological mother, and uh, therefore Martha is their half-sister. Their father, mm-hmm. I believe, has passed away, um, mm-hmm. or just like obscenely absent. Maybe I'm slandering him. I don't remember what happened to him. It's not important, apparently. Right. Um, So Fanny has to figure out what to do with these three girls, and she doesn't know what to Mm -hmm. do with them. So she sends... Martha is, like, the most beautiful of them all. Mm -hmm. Um, So she wants to send Letty to be an apprentice at a cake shop. She Mm -hmm. wants to send Martha, who's the youngest and the most beautiful, out to the countryside to apprentice with a witch so that by Mm -hmm. the time she she comes of age, and she's like 14 or 15 at this point, she, or no, she might, I think she's younger, she might be, I think she's younger than him. 14, let's say. Could be wrong. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not looking (laughs) at it. 
she wants to send her out to the village, the countryside to study under this apprentice witch who will introduce her to all these people so that by the time she comes of age, she can have an illustrious career as a witch. She can marry whoever she wants, etc., etc. And then poor Sophie's stuck in the hat shop without any pay, mind you. Right, right. Um, but then... <laughs> Letty, who has always had a talent for magic and wants to go study as a witch, uh, and Martha, who's like, what the hell? You sent me out in the middle of nowhere. How dare you just like go get rid of me? Mm -hmm. They concoct a plan and they switch places. So Martha Mm -hmm. goes to work at the bakery and Letty goes uh, out to the countryside, Mm -hmm. except they do a little spell where they take each other other's faces slowly and then those or they take faces then they'll slowly morph back into themselves mm-hmm. so for the book you have the two sisters both being referred to as letty which is confusing and fun you know <laughs> why not where was i going with this why am i telling you all this um because uh michael fisher is like oh yes yes so yes. michael falls in love with letty actual genuine letty who's pretending to be martha except the witch who uh who she's studying under obviously recognizes magic and is like yeah you're not martha and you can stay Mm -hmm. here as letty but you're you have to actually be who you are so he's actually in love with the real letty and Mm -hmm. martha who's pretending to be letty at the bakery is being wooed by none other than mr jenkins himself howell Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Which the movie does not go into that at all. Yeah. (laughs) Like, from the movie, all we get is, I believe, Sophie goes to visit Letty at, like, the bakery. And then Letty has, like, this man friend that's just like, hey, Letty. (laughs) And she's like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And then, like, I think before all that, like, the first time that we see Howl in the movie is whenever he like rescues um sophie from the man that's like in the uniform and trying to pick her up yeah so oh go ahead oh no i was just gonna say in the book we do see a glimpse of that man but he's being really weird still but like Hal doesn't come to save her at all yes he doesn't save her he just he just meets her in the book Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and poor Sophie is having the worst day when she tries, to, after all that time being stuck, you know, making these hats. And by the way, she has her little hat magic, but she doesn't even realize it. Yeah. And then she goes to meet her sister, and she's like, oh my god, it's Martha. It's not even Letty, it's Martha. Martha, what are you doing? <laughs> also, um, there's a childhood book that I read called George and Martha, and they're two mm-hmm. hippos. Um, and when I hear Martha, that's all I think about. So. That's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I think about my aunt, but Oh my is she the one who sent you bark? No, not that aunt. <laughs> my okay, I'll I'll tell the story for the people. So um I used to live in Wisconsin and my one of my aunts um lives up in Three Lakes, right? And I would visit her a lot and like visit her and her husband and it was great and it was like super sweet. Um and like because she's my aunt, I still do, like, keep in contact with her a little. But one Christmas, she sent me a letter, and it was, like, I picked it up from, like, the mailbox, and it was, like, crunchy a little, and I was, like, this is weird. 
And so I opened it and there was a piece of tree bark in it, which from Three Lakes, Wisconsin. So it was very sweet and innocent. And (laughs) I do have it hanging up in my room. So yeah, very sweet. Yeah. Yes. So I'm not judging her for sending bark. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, it's bark. I opened it. Surprising (laughs) thing to get. (laughs) I was like, what the hell? But now I look back on it and I'm like, that's very sweet. Mm, okay it's very nice anyways so Howell's apprentice um michael fisher runs most of the day-to-day affairs of Howell's business while Howell chases his ever-changing paramours um and i do want to say um i think it's in the movie but it's not as like in the books there's more i want to say nuance but like that doesn't that's not the correct word anyways with the scarecrow um so sophie talks to him like at some point in the beginning like whenever she after she gets turned into an old lady and yeah it's like on her way she like talks to him real quick and then he's like she, whatever well, she pulls it out of a, a, a trash heap mm-hmm. she pulls on it because she wants a walking stick she pulls it out seizes the scarecrow goes oh talks to it for a couple seconds keeps it pushing mm-hmm and then it comes alive and follows her. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Also, um, the scarecrow in the book I think is a lot more aggressive than the scarecrow in the movies because, like, after a while, we just see the scarecrow just like charging at the castle, and like that's it. Like, it's not like a fun like prancing like it is in the movies. Like, it is actually like charging and like that would be so scary also it's has a real turnip for a head it's not like a cute little adorable animated one right (laughs) okay so let's see when prince justin the king's younger brother goes missing while searching for wizard solomon the king's the king orders howell to find them both and kill the witch of the waste howell however has its own reasons to avoid the witch the witch um is a former lover has laid a dark curse on him he successfully continues to avoid her until she lures um sophie into a trap believing the witch has taken Howell's current love interest miss angorian um sophie agrees sophie goes to save her and is captured by the witch Howell spends hours in the bathroom every day primping himself to look handsome for girls Michael had said that the day he does not do this is the day Michael will believe that Howell is truly in love. So when Howell comes to save Sophie, unshaven and a mess, it demonstrates his love for her. He kills the witch and reveals that Miss Angorian was actually the witch's fire demon demon in disguise. The fire demon has taken control of the witch and was attempting to create a perfect human by fusing Wizard Solomon and Prince Justin. It was to be completed by the addition of Howell's head. What a weird wow. thing to do. Is <laughs> also no okay. offense, but what a what a strange choice <laughs> to make. So mm-hmm. I feel like in the movie, um, Howell's and Sophie's relationship is a lot more like it's more fast moving than it is in the books. Like, and I think Sophie realizes that she's in love a lot faster than in the books. I don't think well. Sophie realizes in the books ever. <laughs> I think okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but like um 
because in the movies like she's all over like she's all about how and being like oh my god he doesn't see the real me but i really like him <laughs> and, and but... in the book she's like i am an old lady yeah <laughs> i am actually old it's like i'm old <laughs> and I, my favorite part is when she's like i'm quite a hale young old woman like i'm so wow i'm actually pretty fit for being 90 you're 17 <laughs> you're excited that you're a fit old lady you're right. 17 eldest daughter syndrome is a plague it is mm -hmm. stronger than any curse <laughs> but um i feel like I think Sophie gets jealous over, like, the women that Hal is with. And she's like, oh, I can't believe I have feelings for this man. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it was very reluctant, like, reluctant. And her just being like, this is ridiculous. Like, I like this man, but at what cost? And, yeah. So, anyways. Um, she's especially jealous after she thinks that Howell is trying to charm Miss Angorian. Mm -hmm. Who, by the way, not in the movies at all. Nope. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um. Well, I think at some point, like, Howell gets really close to her and, like, touches her side. And Sophie's just like... <laughs> she's just, like, open-mouthed, like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, I like, I heard that and I was like, oh, my God, Howell. <laughs> Like your your wife is right there. Relax a little. But also how old is Hal? Because I think that this did come he out. He says in like he's eight hundred. No, he's twenty seven. Oh. Why does he say he's eight hundred? <laughs> At some point Hal does say that he's like ten like thousand days old or something. I don't know how many how much that is in years though. You could not you could give me a hundred days and <laughs> three thousand years and i would never figure it out <laughs> i'm looking it up oh yeah um ten thousand days in years does equal to 27 years old that's the answer was right there the whole time <laughs> hey you know what this is a book podcast not a math podcast no. If you think that you could get math on this podcast, you are sorely mistaken. You Truly. will get two things here. Complaining. Yes. And commiserating. <laughs> also food and books occasionally. <laughs> um, um, I'm looking at Sophie's age. She's 17. She's 18, actually. Um... 18 years old, uh, Sophie Hatter is the eldest of three sisters living in Mark Market Chipping, a town oh, in the United right. Kingdom. Oh, you're right. You're right. My I bad. I looked the reason that I'm wrong, she had la <laughs> Mrs. Fairfax looked from Sophie to Michael. She had last seen Sophie. She had seen Sophie last a year ago as a girl of 17. So I was, you're right, mm. I was wrong. Mm. She had been 17 a year ago. So which means she's 18 now. Yes, yes. Ooh, how Again, math. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that was> embarrassing. <laughs> The age difference oh. is odd, but... Also, yeah. Yeah. That's gross. Can I also say, you know what else is gross? The sludge. Mm -hmm. Just the green slime. I love the green slime. You know, <laughs> what a weird... <laughs> what are you... you also love Nickelodeon when they did the slime. 
Yeah, I did like Nickelodeon. No, with the, just the slime specifically. Oh my god, they were talking about this in the basement yard. <laughs> they were talking about the slime. I and remember it, this podcast. Yes, yep. yes. Um, for the people, um, one of the uh, hosts, uh, Frankie, he goes to like, he's at Universal Studios or something. And they're like, they there was like a stage and they were like talking about green slime and Frankie got like hyped because he was um he wanted to go on stage and like taste the slime or like he wanted it on him and then they're just like here taste it and then it was like applesauce or something yeah and he hates applesauce which is that's yes. disgusting <laughs> applesauce is delicious so it's right, pathetic right. that you don't like I love exactly. applesauce so, I do too frankly frankly <laughs> it's a terrible opinion. Oh, you know what? I right. will say this. I don't like lime jello. I've never tried lime jello. I love jello. This is a weird thing about me. I love jello. Love vegan uh-huh. jello since I don't eat regular jello now. Mm-hmm. Um, I love jello. I also love pudding. Dude. Love, I'm going to. Okay. Back to food. Screw this thing. Let's talk about food. <laughs> I am going to be in Las Vegas because I am actually going on a vacation and I'm going to be passing <laughs> through Vegas and mm-hmm. we're going to need to stop for food in Vegas. And yeah. so maybe I shouldn't pronounce it like that. That was a weird way to say it. <laughs> no, anyway. I loved it. <laughs> anyway, so I've been looking up all these vegan restaurants. I found a restaurant that is vegan friendly. And mm-hmm. I lost it. It had like the perfect menu. Mm-hmm. I lost it. So I've been d- desperately searching to try and find it. But I found a different restaurant that doesn't look as amazing as this first one that I found, which I think I might be hyping up in my mind. But mm-hmm. this one's called Taco Tarian. It's a vegan Mexican place. Love it. And they have arroz con leche, which is rice pudding. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, my God. And I literally might just go there simply because of the rice pudding. Honestly, because rice yeah, pudding that makes is sense. so good. And I had rice pudding recently when mm. I was at my uh, sibling's graduation. It was coconut based. I hate coconut. I don't actually hate <laughs> coconut. I just hate when they use coconut when it's not supposed to be coconutty. And right, then there's right. all this coconut in it for God knows what reason. Mm-hmm. It's. Anyway, and it was not sweet at all. Like, it was supposed to... It wasn't like I ordered from a health food store or anything, which is, like, that's another problem with vegans being, like, we're so healthy. Who cares? Who cares? I don't Mm want to be healthy. This is not a health choice I've made, okay? Anyway, point is, all I want is pudding. Also, Jell-O. Love me some Jell-O. Love orange Jell-O. think it's delicious. Strawberry Jell-O. Fantastic. Raspberry Jell-O. Amazing. Lime jello, lemon jello, not good. <laughs> so, anyway, point is, I think that the weird slime. Oh, and in the book, she tries to burn the slime, which makes it smell worse. Yeah. She's like, dude, why did you do that? Sophie. Also, can I say? Yes. I mean, we could try and do a summary. We go with the plot, I guess. Um, it's okay. It's almost done. In the. In the movie, she's like a neat freak. Like she mm-hmm. that's the words of the 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 readventurer.com. Uh, they list a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they she's really into cleaning as sort of a, a thing that she enjoys doing. 
But mm-hmm. in the books, it seems more like that's her way of sticking around and being useful and therefore yeah. solving her problems. Like, it doesn't seem like she loves to clean or it's mm-hmm. like her favorite thing to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And my favorite part about what they wrote about Sophie in the book, self-delusional. <laughs> love that love being delusional yeah. it's the lulu time um okay. that's howell's motto yes it is <laughs> also i love how like in the movie we just see like whenever howell turns into green slime you just see like his little butt and like Sophie go up the stairs to like wash up and like you get a whole scene of them washing up in the book and I'm like wow amazing perfect mm-hmm. whoa <laughs> why am I whoa. what is there's a blog called vegan YA nerds blog has been removed sick that's devastating for us <laughs> um so yeah Sophie Sophie is a lot less emotional in the books, as in she's not really in touch with a lot of emotions except for angry, angry, yes, right, mm-hmm. stubborn, yeah, frustrated, right. Um, I think she's my dealing favorite... with Howell though. What? I mean, who wouldn't be just the most angry? <laughs> He's blonde. Anyway, <laughs> so in the book, this is the. I think this is a really good thing they do. When mm-hmm. she first gets cursed, she's like she she's in shock and she's just. Mm-hmm. Packs up her stuff, dips, skips town. <laughs> she literally goes, well, I guess I have to leave. And just right. run. She just goes. Mm-hmm. Leaves all the way. And then the next day in the book, she goes, I was in shock. I'm angry now. Yes. And I love that. Because it's like, yes, you are angry that you are cursed mm-hmm. for no reason by this lady who just walked in and did this to you for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. And was mean about your hats. Exactly. Man, the Wicked Witch of also, the Waste. Also, the war. Dude. Not a thing in the book. No, it wasn't. I was like, <laughs> I read this book like two years ago too. And I, I was like, I don't remember a war, but maybe there was a war and I just skipped over it because I do that in books. I don't care about a war. <laughs> and You're like, get back to romance. I did. Get back um, to the plot. <laughs> I was reading this one monster romance and there was a war in it and I was like this shouldn't be here and I just skipped all the war parts and like I was like wow I'm done with the book you know what here's the thing if we took the war out of romance books we would have never had to read the line of her his moans drowned out the sounds of the sick and dying you know (laughs) so if if people just had some sense right right (gasps) Did you know they're making a Colleen Hoover Verity movie? I think so. That's intense. Whatever happened to that? The people that are in it. The people that are in it. Uh Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I'm sorry. It's not Verity. My bad. (laughs) Could you hear that? No. Okay. Oh, I just clicked on a website and it's one of those <laughs> e-, e news and it starts playing those automatic videos and oh, I have no. headphones in and it was oh, no. so <laughs> Okay. Blake Lively and Justin Baldoni to star in Colleen Hoover's It Ends With Us adaptation. No! That was literally the worst book I've ever read. Ever. Well, I in the history have never read ever. it. 
but I have heard about it and it made my life not better. Right. (sighs) Blake Lively, babe. Oh, Mm -hmm. when Calcifer is the falling star. That's so cute. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) <laughs> I love Calcifer. In case it's not clear, mm-hmm. Calcifer, favorite character. Yeah, he's adorable. I love also, him. when he, when Howell comes in for the first time. So when Sophie shows up, right, she's just like, I'm going to sit here until Howell gets back. Right. I'm going to pretend I'm asleep. And Michael's like, okay. <laughs> and then she wakes up because she was like, someone's snoring. She goes, oh, I was I'm snoring. snoring. <laughs> And then, so she starts talking to Calcifer, and she's like, okay, the fire is talking to me. Cool. Weird, but All let's right. do it. I'm just going to go with it. I'm old now. This is what old people do. You're 18, whatever. So then she's, Calcifer's like, you're cursed. She goes, oh, you can you can tell. They have this whole little thing. And then Calcifer tells her that if she breaks his contract with Howell, they'll be able to break her curse, right? Mm -hmm. So she has to figure out a way to stay relevant and to kind of stay around. And so by the time that Howell gets there, she's decided that she's going to clean up around there to kind of Mm -hmm. do it. And Howell doesn't say yes or no. And then I think it's maybe the next day or something. She she finds out that if Howell's not there, they can't have any hot food because Calcifer won't let, he won't bow to anyone else to let them cook on him. Mm Mm-hmm. So she threatens, she's like, I will pour water on you or I'll break our contract. <laughs> and so Calcifer's like, okay. And so Howell comes in and is like, how did you make him bow his head? And Calcifer goes, she bullied me. <laughs> now see, and in the movie, we get the, like, Calcifer, you're being so obedient. And he's like, she threatened me. <laughs> <laughs> I think she I think at one point he says she threatened me as well. Yeah. How <laughs> oh. oh, funny. I love their dynamic so much. I think Calcifer is just so funny. He's such a much mm-hmm. needed you know. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Just a little guy. And also um I was going to say something. Oh, mm-hmm. at one point he says I hope your bacon burns. <laughs> <laughs> What was I going to say? It was something about Calcifer. Um, Oh, I think. Okay, I might just be making this up. Please tell me if I am. But I think at some point, um, Sophie doesn't want the curse between Calcifer and Howell to break because that means that, like, one of them would die. So she's like, just in case, I don't want either of them to do anything. So I'm not going to do anything. And um, let me find it. Yeah, I think that's very sweet. Because I think in the movies, like, Sophie also has that same dilemma because it's like they're both in love with Howell. So what you going to do? You can't just let him die for your own sake. Oh, my God. Also, side note. So you know how Bucky digs a lot? Mm-hmm. Um, So I have been training him to not dig or at least listen to me while like to stop digging and it's been working uh, i'm so proud of you dude it's wild did you find um, it no i wish that it was easier to search in libby and sometimes it's right. not that easy also can i just say that i did um screenshot one of the chapter names that i thought was hilarious 
Would you like to mm. hear which one it was? Yes. In which Sophie expresses her feelings with Weed Killer. I, okay, yes, I thought, whenever I heard that, I was like, that's, that's clever. That's very funny. <laughs> okay, let's finish this up and then we can talk about whatever. Okay. At the castle, Miss Angorian takes hold of Calcifer to capture Howell's heart. Howell had given his heart to Calcifer. This was the contract between them. The heart kept Calcifer alive, and in return, Calcifer put his magic at Howell's disposal. Sophie uses her ability of bringing things to life to free Calcifer, thus breaking the contract between him and Howell. With his heart restored, Howell destroys the witch's fire demon, freeing Solomon and Justin. Calcifer, as promised, breaks Sophie's spell, and she returns to her property proper age. Howell had realized early on that Sophie was under a spell and secretly attempted to remove the curse. I am so giddy right now. <laughs> it's so cute. And when he had met with failure, he figured Sophie simply enjoyed being in disguise. I'm crying. They're perfect. Um, Calcifer returns, uh, preferring to stay with Howell. Sophie and Howell admit that they love each other when Hal suggests that they live happily ever after. I love them. I love love so much. <laughs> Why are you muted? Because I was typing and I said, you nerd, when you said you love love so much. <laughs> and then I said, oh. <laughs> They're just so cute. I yeah. love their dynamic so much. And with Howell just being the way that he is. And then Sophie being like, are you joking me right now? You're acting like I this? I love when they set up the flower shop. Yes. Uh, oh, my God. And, like, I don't think that they set up the, like, hat shop in the book like they did in the movie, correct? What do you mean? Like, Howell makes a, like, new thing on the little thing where he like teleports to other places and like it's a gateway to other places like he can just like open the door and then go to another place he like made one that goes to um this house that looks like sophie's old house and it has like a little hat shop area yeah but they in the book they make that into the new flower shop in, in oh, her yeah. old hometown, they turn the literal old hat shop into the flower shop. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, unless I read it wrong, right? Who knows? You know? Uh, <laughs> I listened to it while working, so I'm so sorry. I was <laughs> I was like, I'm listening, but I, I don't know if I'm really listening right now. Um, But it's very sweet. And, like, <laughs> they can just show their love in their own ways. And it's so cute. Uh, I love them. Sophie could feel that the dark lump of Howell's heart was only beating very faintly between her fingers. It had to be Howell's heart she was holding. He had given it away to Calcifer as part of his contract to keep Calcifer alive. He must have been very sorry for Calcifer, but all the same, what a silly thing to do. I'm going to cry. What a cute them. Oh, I found it, by the way. And it's so, uh, Calcifer says... I'm sorry. Sophie says, Calcifer, Sophie said, I shall have to break your contract. Will it kill you? It would if anyone else broke it, Calcifer said hoarsely. That's why I asked you to do it. I could tell you could talk life into things. Look what you did for the scarecrow and the skull. Then have another thousand years, Sophie said, and willed very hard as she said it, just in case talking was not enough. This had been worrying her very much. 
She took hold of Calcifer and very carefully nipped him off the black lump, just as she would nip a dead bud off a stalk. Calcifer whirled loose and hovered by her shoulders a blue teardrop. I feel so light, he said. Then it dawned on him what had happened. I'm free, he shouted. He whirled up to this chimney and plunged up it, out of sight. I'm free! Sophie heard him shout overhead faintly as he came out the chimney pot of the hat shop. I love them. <laughs> They're so cute. Um, But with the movie, so in, like, towards the end of the movie, we see that um, Sophie, like, was destined to, like, save Howell and, like, make sure that his heart was restored or whatever. And, like, mm-hmm. we see at some point where, like, Sophie's trying to get Howell to not, like be in touch with the fire demon or like calcifer or anything like that and then she falls into like this pit and she's like i'll find you in the future or look for me in the future or whatever and then at the beginning of the movie the first thing that Hal says to sophie is i've been looking for you everywhere and like people think that that's connected (laughs) and i really do like that so much (laughs) it's very cute 10 out of 10 Heckin' love 100 out of 10. God. Yes, yes. The book is really good, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did enjoy the okay. aspect of um, realism that was implied in the book that I, I kind of wish was in the movie, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The movie's Still very not my favorite Studio Ghibli movie. Okay, whatever. You know what? Ponyo. We all have flaws, and that's yours. I know, so. and yours is that you don't like Ponyo. I do like Ponyo. Not enough. He's very cute. Not enough. <laughs> People really like that one dad from Ponyo. The dad? Or the wizard, the, maybe? Oh, there's two dads. Yes. There's, there was really only one option there. There are two oh. options there. <laughs> the mom, like, though. There's the ocean mom <laughs> and land mom. My favorite, though, are the old ladies. Love them. Mm-hmm. I just love old ladies. Uh, yes. Perhaps it's the eldest daughter syndrome. But I do love old ladies, and uh-huh. I think that they're great. I do, however, think that the fact that the book has the you know, the curse being uh, partially self-inflicted is a really interesting mm-hmm. aspect that I wish the movie had kept a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They kind of, like, allude to it, but I think that's only whenever Sophie's trying to, like, stop little kid Howl from, like, ingesting the fire demon. But, like, that's it. But I I wanted it more. I know, I know. I know. I know. We all want things. All right, is that it? Any other thoughts? I feel like we did it. Yes. God, um, you know, what a book. It's... I it was so fun because like there are some scenes in the book that like were brought into the movie that was like whenever I was reading it I was like oh my god that's in the movie (laughs) it's like it's a very fun experience like because I watched the movie so many times before and like it's one of my comfort movies so like to be able to reread this and like look at the similarities between them two it's very fun and as nerdy as that is i love it so much and it's great and to see like how different the characters are versus like similar and it's perfect i love it i think it was a very good um 
adaptation for the most part like except for the war aspect in the movie that was not yeah why do that (laughs) um so i think the director of the movie he wanted to have like this kind of message in all of his movies because in most of his movies he has like war stuff in it and um i think he just wanted to send a message because like Mm. at the time that they were either directing the movie or like um or after the war like he really wanted to send a message about it so that's why he put it in there maybe but we did get bird howl in the movie which right what was that about (laughs) where'd that come from (laughs) um but yeah i think that's it well done friend we did it proud of you yes thank you thank you thank you Anyways, what are your plans for the rest of the day? It's nap time. Dude, it's gym time for me. Wow, 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 wow. I know, we're getting fit. And I'm up in the gym just working on my fitness. You know that song? So delicious. Yes. So I was listening or I was watching one of the um, With Cindy, I think. You Mm -hmm. recommended them to me. Um, We've talked about them before. I've cited a couple of their videos on the Mm. podcast before. Especially Mm. the Verity video. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But um, I was listening to their dark romance one. And like, sometimes I'll have these thoughts where I'm like, maybe I want to read some dark romance to see what's going on. And then like, that happened. And I watched their video and I was like, "Mm, maybe I don't want to actually. I like the fluff. And I like them being cute. <laughs> I I do like the sacrifices and the protectiveness of like the love interest in dark romances, but uh, they just go a little bit too far for me. It's a little bit too much. I think that dark romance is such a contentious topic because dark is so subjective at times. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't distinguish between dark and violent and abusive right and so if something is a dark romance we can talk about a romance where they're dealing with personal tragedy or Mm -hmm. they're dealing with self-doubt um and dire circumstances right and that's a dark Mm -hmm. romance but neither of the people are abusive towards the other right 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 Mm mm-hmm and then in the same people will be like, oh, this book is the same category. And you're like, right. So he's murdering her. So that's not right. the same. Yeah. So I think they're maybe these are different. Um, <clears throat> he kidnapped her. So maybe don't <laughs> put them in the same position. <laughs> like, oh, my God. There's this one TikToker where they will, like, take dark romance books and have, like, a list of dark romance books to, like, avoid because there will just be, like, scenes in there that are just, like, so disturbing. And, like, read what you want, but holy crapola. Um, that's a little bit too much for me. And, like, I, I see all that and I'm like, eee. I don't think that's why I can ever... Den of Vipers, whenever that was all, like... I didn't know what you just said. It took a minute for my brain to process the words you said out loud. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Apparently, um... Oh, my friend Jesse. Hi, Jesse, if you're listening. Um, they you made a yes, that's what I'm saying. They made a den of vipers notes. Would you like me to share it real quick? <laughs> How PG is it? 
Um, I can read the. Uh. Anyways, there's like um five men in this, which I only mm. I didn't know that. There's like five love interests in this. Okay. And I don't know. It's it's like. Oh, I, I guess these men are called vipers. Oh. And that's why it's called Den of Vipers. Okay. Yes. I got it. Yes. <laughs> got it now. Yeah. There's this one called Garrett, and she wrote a note saying, Nicest of the Vipers. Shrug. How <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> um, she hasn't updated this, but um, Roxanne nicknamed Roxy is the main character. The notes say cringe, cringe times oh. two, cringe times like a million, and named her bar after herself, considers herself a rocker chick, seriously just cringe. Hasn't really said anything good besides saying she's a badass. Um, so I will not be reading that book ever. I heard some things about it and I was like, this doesn't seem like it's for me anyways, but yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I think I would like a calcifer. We should. <laughs> the next time we see each other on Halloween, most likely, um, we should make clay sculptures again, but with calcifer. Or we can look up things to make, like how to make calcifer out of things. We could use tissue paper. Sure. Never mind. I'll, I'll, I'll Google child-friendly ones. Because <laughs> we can't do anything, like, super hard. Because we've done harder ones in the past, and we just don't have a good time with it. And it's frustrating. We just do paintings again. We had a good time painting. We did, and it was very easy. Yeah. I mean, we'll I also get frustrated with painting, though, because I cannot paint... <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay watercolor isn't that or just gouache? painting in a different font yep it's <laughs> watercolor is painting yes <laughs> <It's not. laughs> but instead of acrylic because acrylic is a is a different medium mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're so yeah. knowledgeable in this <laughs> you know my adhd <laughs> means that i want to learn every and all craft ever did i tell you i uh -huh. recently got into glass art no way. <laughs> it's a problem anyway. <laughs> Alright. What if you have any ideas for what books we should cover, what you'd like to hear us dish about, please let us know. You can yes, let us know um, in the response on Spotify or in the comment section on our Instagram. Yeah, pick something easy, please. <laughs> Pick something we've already read. <laughs> you know what we can do? You know what I'm just finishing right now? Hmm. Mockingjay. I haven't read the rest. <laughs> you are going to... Okay, whatever. You know what? Now, see, this is your hyperfixation right now. Just Hey, hey. That's not my hyperfixation. <laughs> my partner and I are listening to it. I'm so excited. Uh-huh. <laughs> whatever. You know what? How dare you yuck my yum like this? I I never yucked your yum. You're yucking my yum. 
Right now. Nope. Yeah, right now. I'm not minute. doing it. Nope. You're doing it right now. I never do. Okay, on that note, follow <laughs> us on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. Uh-huh. I 10 Book Club. And you can uh-huh. see us here next month. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. See ya. Jinx. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>